Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And so my mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe, uh, like, share, definitely to our YouTube page, uh, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and also on our Spotify podcast uh, account. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Also, um, stay to the end. Make sure you stay to the end so that I will tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast and don't cost you anything, but you got to stay to the end for that information. So we're going to jump right into it. Once again, uh, this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, Miss Candice. How are you doing today? Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me here. No problem. No problem. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else, but you took out the time to be here with uh, myself and my listeners. And I want to let you know that I appreciate you very much. So, uh, Ms. Candace, we're going to jump right into it. So just to get us started, why don't you tell my listeners who you are and what it is that you do? My name is Candace Shitcook. I am a budget coach, a.k.a. the Budget Queen TT representing my country, Trinidad and Tobago. And I help women learn how to 
budget their personal finances so that they can move themselves out of living in this cycle of paycheck to paycheck and get on the journey to financial wellness. I was listening to your intro and I was like, our vision is the same. My vision is no woman is left behind because we know that as women, we go through so much and we wear so many hats that sometimes when we are going through financial struggles, it's not the dollar and the cents, as I like to say. It's the emotional, it's the mental, it's the spiritual, it's the physical traumas and hurts and pains that we're carrying, but it's manifesting in our personal finances. Okay, okay. And, and I, I like that. And, and one thing I, I can uh, agree with and attest to is that, you know, what we're going through, even our, our day-to-day lives, affects how we view our finances. Right. Yep. And, and most people think it's the, the finances is the reason why you live how you live. But it's really the reason why you live how you live is what messes up your finances. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard somebody say, you know, uh, money doesn't fix money problems, you know, no. um, and more money is not going to fix your problems either. No so you have poor <laughs> financial literacy uh, habits, then you're just going to have bigger habits. You know, yes. just spend it in bigger ways and waste it in bigger ways and, and things like that. And so I, I, I definitely agree with you. So I, I want to start with, you know, when we're your. So I know your, um, your core group is women, you know. But I do believe that financial literacy is financial literacy. Everyone, yeah. The board, right? So it affects everyone. So when we're talking to, first of all, before we get that, let me let me go back a little bit. You know, share with me a little bit about your story and how you even got into the space of, you know, financial literacy. Okay, my my dad had just passed. I am a daddy's girl, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to tell my husband, I used to always say this, as long as my dad is alive, I don't business. I have, I have what I need. I have everything. So... Even though I was independent to a point, I still relied on my dad. So I would do whatever I want to do. And the days when I don't have or can't meet, my dad will fill in the gap, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad died. And I was like, what am I going to do now? Because I had accumulated a set of debt because you want to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? I was in my 20s and... I was like, what am I going to do now? I have to pay all these bills. I have nobody to rely on, right? That's what I was thinking. It's not true, but that's what I was thinking, right? Because that's the person I go to, right? So now I'm trying to get myself in a better state financially. So I started to call around in my home country and everywhere was telling me, no, we don't deal with this. We deal with insurances. And I was like, so how am I going to do this? And I started to just do research and trial and errors and everything. And I started to get myself out of it. And when I got myself out of it, I distinctly heard God's voice say, help other women do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> because I do not like math. That was the, that was the thought part. And like, I do not like math. I am actually an introvert. Many people would disagree to that, but I will, I'm not somebody who will put myself out there 
to meet other people who interact interact with you. If you come to me, then you will get to see, okay, she has a bubbly personality. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to say yes. Because I have this thing that I say, anytime God tells me to do something, the answer is yes. Even though I may say, Lord, give me some little time, the answer is yes. <laughs> so I said, if this is what you want me to do, you will bring the woman and them to me. You will clear my pathway because one, I do not have a background in, in finance. This is all an experience and walking in my purpose. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is every day that I took a step into that direction, the path just got clearer and clearer. And I was like, okay, I understand why you wanted me here because now I know it's not the dollar and cents. It's the women who were in my position with my mindset, with my pains and hurts and going through life trying to figure it out and cannot figure it and keep on stumbling on stumbling box and making the same mistakes but it's showing up in their finances mm -hmm. okay okay and, and that's that's a powerful story first of all my condolences on the passing of your father um that really is a uh it, it kind of touches me a little bit because I have a daughter, right? And um, my only biological child is a daughter, you know, who she's 19 now. Um, I don't think she depends on me too much, but <laughs> but I still try to um, definitely be there for her. And that was always one of my things is to try to give her information um, that she needs and even information that I did not have. Because yeah. I think that a lot of information, some information we just don't have, and then some information isn't passed along, you know, yeah. um, when we talk about finances uh, or even credit, you know, which is a part of finances, you know, because I remember um, when I got, uh, when my daughter got 19, she's 19 now, she turned 18, and I was, you know, doing some things myself with credit, and, you know, I found out about you know, uh, what do they call it? When you put the person on your on your credit card. I can't even remember what it's called. Yeah, like a co-applicant onto your credit yeah, card. Yes, yes, yes. Right, and so they receive basically your credit history, you know, and I thought about that, you know, so I did it for my daughter. So my daughter automatically started off like a 700-something credit score, you know, at 19, you know, but I was thinking my mom always had great credit, you know, and it was like, but I don't think she knew that you can do that, you know, just being able to get us started on the right track. Because I remember my mom's, uh, uh, my first car, my mom co-signed for me for my first vehicle. But just thinking now, had I been, um, had we, I can't think of the, the term, but had we done that where I received her credit history, yeah, I would have been able to do it on my own name cool. without her name. You know what I mean? And just having that start in life to be able to do things. But I don't believe my mother knew about that. You know, so it's yeah. just that information of, of, you know, literacy that is not passed along necessarily. Uh, sometimes we just don't have it to give to pass along. Um, yeah. And like I tell... I tell everyone, yes, it may be our parents' fault that we were not financially educated, but mm -hmm. it's our responsibility to yes. make sure that ends with us and that we get financially educated so that we can educate our children. 
because I honestly believe this is how we come out of poverty when we build a foundation and then our children build on top of that and they build a foundation and they, you keep building. So we keep getting wiser. We keep getting more resources and are building more assets. So generations to come, they would know about poverty. They wouldn't experience the things we experience. We have changed and flipped the script of what generational curses would have would have caused our children and our generations to come. Definitely. And I, and I agree with you 100% because, like I said, even with me finding that out, you know, within recent years to even have the mindset to do that for my daughter. Now, not only did I do it for her, but I talked to some other parents that I know, like, hey, do this for your child, you know, and even some parents, I was able to help them even to start getting their credit straight, you know, and so it's like, we're sharing, you know, what we learn, we share to, to others. Yeah. And that's how we build not only ourselves and our families, but our communities, which is made up of ourselves and our families. And yeah. as we build our communities, we, we build up, you know, our uh, our foundations. And so when we're, when we're talking about um, the financial literacy, you know, so like, again, sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. And I believe that it starts with a mindset about what money is and what money does, you know. And so when you're talking to uh, the women that you talk to about money mindset, what are some of the principles that you uh, teach them to begin even to open up their minds to be able to receive, you know, the information that you're giving them? First, first I have to make them aware of actually what is happening to them, right? Because they're literally thinking at the dollar, they're not making enough money, they need to work harder, they need to make more money. They, they, they're just in a need, they just need to receive more. But sometimes not even realizing they have what they need, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to go back into their childhood. I have to go back to the little girl. What did you not receive? What did you see your parents doing or did not do with their finances? How did it make you feel? Because most times it's the, it's the child operating inside of us, sometimes throwing tantrums. When you see like mm -hmm. we go crazy shopping and we, we need to get this and we have to get this. It's the little child in us operating, right? And we have to be aware of that first because it's first into into, into healing, you first have to be aware. If you're not aware or acknowledge where you are right now, you're not going to heal. You're going to continuously make the same mistakes and end up in a cycle, right? right? After we get to the awareness, how did my parents manage money? How am I managing money? Because a lot of times we're just doing what our parents did. Eh? Mm -hmm. Unless we have this mindset of we are a student and we are in the, in the classroom of life and we will be continuously learning. We're just following and we're doing what our parents did unconsciously. Right. Right? And when we acknowledge this now, now we have to, as I like to say, dig up the root, the, the weeds. So now I start to work with them journaling, affirmations, talking through those pain points and, and changing it and reframing what we see. Because most times, like I tell people, how did God create this world? He created it with his words. He also said, I created you in my image and in my likeness. 
Therefore, we are a reflection of God. Therefore, mm -hmm. our words have power. So what we say manifests, we actually call it into our life. Like when we say, I, 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 I doesn't have any money, I'm broke. I am. I am is who God says he is. I am the I am. That has a power behind it. So when we say it, we're literally calling that energy into us and manifesting it and we're living it out and we're not even aware that we are doing this to ourselves. So now when they learn to reframe their words and speak positive words because you'll be like, I, I do not want to be broke or I do not want to be unhappy, right? Now you will reframe those words and say, I am happy. Mm -hmm. I am a magnet for, for money. I am attracting that money. So now you're reframing your mind. You're giving yourself the opportunity to change your subconscious mind so that you will operate and you will show up differently. Right? And then we start to go into the finance. The finances is the easy part. It's the add, subtract, yeah. divide, multiply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to know where you're spending your money. Where is your money going? What do you like to do, right? And as we start to go through these things, we realize, okay, sometimes they are shocked to see. One of the things that amazes me is the fact that a lot of people don't even know how much debt they have. They have mm -hmm. that, they know it must be paid off, but the total amount, they do not know what it is. And that sometimes is the trigger to let you know, hey, we need to stop. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, I think, uh, I think that's amazing. The, even going back to the beginning of, of what you were saying about how you even start the process is with awareness and starting with the person themselves, you know, uh, because I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm like, that's a whole uh, program starting with basically self-development. Like, who are you? What have you been through? Why do you have the habits that you have? You know, before we even get to the money, because the money is the easy part. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's amazing that you start there because a lot of times we we just act out of uh, things that we've been taught. And I, I was talking to someone the other day because I remember uh, an example, and I was talking to someone, and I remember this example. So I asked them just just so they, you know, about something that they had done. And so the story was there was a young lady who was cooking a, a pot roast. And she was cooking this pot roast and she cut the ends off, off the pot roast. And so her husband said, why do you cut the ends off the pot roast? She said, I don't know. That's how my mom did it. Right. So he said, call your mom. So she called her mom and she said, mom, why do we cut the ends off the pot roast? And she said, because my mom did it. You know, so they called the grandmother and they said, well, grandma, why do we cut the ends off the pot roast? And she said, well, I cut the ends off the pot roast so it fit in my pot because I had a small pot. I don't know why y'all still doing it. <laughs> and so with that same thing of things that are passed down from generation to generation where on one in one generation, it may have been necessary, a necessary adoption in order for, uh, you know, for, in order for them to maintain, but because we have grown so much with each generation, some of the things that we're doing is not benefiting us. And some of the things that we're doing, we're doing and don't even know why we're doing it. You know, 
And so even with that, when it comes to our, our money and, and the, the mindset of, of money and financial literacy, it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, I bought this because this is what my mom used to buy. Yeah. I shop here because that's where my mom used to shop, you know, and, yeah. and, and things of that. I, I see value in these things over these other things because that was the thing that my mom saw value in, you yeah. know. And so we are we are passing down these traits and habits and sometimes even bad financial financial habits to our next generation, to our children, to our grandchildren. And sometimes we don't even recognize it. And so the fact that you guys that, you know, you start with your program, your process of starting with the inner person and healing the inner person, I think that is amazing. And uh, kudos to you for that. Um, One of the other things that that we I wanted to talk about a little bit um, is when it comes to our spending, sometimes, you know, not only do we not have uh, good spending habits, but then sometimes we spend, you know, there's a connection between our emotional state and how we spend our money, you know, um, whether it's in, it just could be just be the timing. That, a matter of fact, we, we just think like around the end of the year when, when Christmas comes. You know, it's like, all right, Christmas is here. And so there's a whole era, you know, in the air at that time, which builds into our emotions, festive and, and all of that. And so now we're spending like crazy that money that we don't have and we're charging things, you know, and then after the holidays is over, by the time we get into new year, now we have this whole new amount of debt that we have to deal with. So I, I know that one of the things that you talk about is that the emotional connection between money and, you know, or should I say the connection between money and our emotions. So talk to us a little bit about that and that connection and how it shows up in the lives of, of some of the women that you help. So money is directly connected to our emotion. Our emotions is directly connected to our money, our spending habits. So I'll give you an example. I was speaking to one of my clients like around November and here in Trinidad, especially for women, Christmas is a big thing. We get new curtains, we get new sheets, we have to get the kids multiple gifts. We have to have the ham, lamb, jam, everything for Christmas, right? And I told her no Christmas this year. Right? <laughs> How could you tell someone who have spent Christmas all her life with so much, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're telling her, no, you cannot have Christmas this year, right? And I was like, you have to choose which one is the priority. Mm-hmm. Is it coming out of debt? Is it being financially well, or is it spend? Is it Christmas? Because Christmas is always going to be there, mm-hmm. right? And it sent her into this, my children and a feeling, and she started to feel guilty that she can't buy gifts for children and she can't do this. And she started to feel, had a start of a shame connected to it and a guilt connected to it, right? And then she called me and she's like, I need a chair set. And I was like, no, you don't need a chair set, <laughs> right? And she was like, no, I need a chair set. And, and she had to literally call me for me to talk her off of buying taking that chair set out on terms because 
if she didn't have that accountability, her emotion of getting that newness of feel, it, it's like a, it's like a plaster. Mm -hmm. So you plaster your shame, your guilt, your feeling of rejection, right? And you plaster it with buying something new. And then we justify it and say it's a need. When all we need is food, clothes, transportation, and shelter. Everything yeah. else is just added because you can afford it. But we get so accustomed living above our means that when it's time to cut back, it feels like it's crushing us. And like I tell people, debt feels like a barrier coming out of debt, feels like a squeezing. And if you do not know where you are going, you will say the boat is the same thing. Okay, okay. So and I, I think that it's, it's crazy, like you're saying, the, to be able to see that, you know, or to not be able to see it, the, the connection between the two, um, to even like like in the, the example that you just gave, like with the young lady, it's like, okay, if I miss this Christmas, you know, because I'm not able to do for my kids for Christmas. Um, but if you think about it, Christmas is one season of the year, but your debt is carried throughout the year. So if you stop looking at it as, you know, what can I not do for my kids for Christmas? But what are you not able to do for the year? Right, for the rest of the year. Like, what are you not being able to do for them the rest of the year because of this debt that you're still yeah. carrying from last Christmas? You know, that if you sacrifice one Christmas, you can eliminate your debt throughout the year so that by the time that you get back to the next Christmas, you're able to do more exactly. and do it responsibly you know exactly. you're not going into debt that the next year and i think that that's that plays a big part when we talk about our uh the responsible part of it because i think that there was a a, a amount of accountability that people don't seem to always have you know and so they spend you know, freely or happily, you know, wastefully or however you want to say it, because there's no one to answer to, you know, and and not even themselves, because, you know, when you're spending your own money, it's like, who's going to tell you not to spend your own money, you know, yeah. or, how, or how to spend it. But I think there is, there comes a, um, a part of accountability that everyone must have to be able to be hold themselves accountable, should I say, for yeah. the way that they spend their money. So I know that that's also something that, that you teach. So tell us a little bit about even building that mindset that no, you know, no one else can tell you how to spend your money. It's your money. But you should be able to tell you how to spend your money. Yeah. I remember when I started to get on this journey, I am a recovering spender. Like I tell people that because I would go to a store and I'm not asking the price. I want that. I want the, whatever it is. I'm not asking the price. I'm I'm buying it. My best friend used to be like, ask the price. Why are you not asking the price? It's just that I'm so accustomed to just getting it. So it's not about the money that I want. It's about the item. It's about how it makes me feel, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any accountability. So I may save up some money and then 
I it, something would happen or I would feel some type of way and I would and it will go it'll be gone and I'll be like <laughs> I should not have done that. Now I don't have and you go through a whole set of emotional things that you're going through like why did you do that? Why did I do this? Right? Because I remember when I paid off my first sixty thousand dollars in debt and like about the month after or the next two months after I was back in debt again. I was like what is going on? What is happening? Right? Because I was focusing on the dollar and the cent and not the traumas and not the hurts and not the teachings that I was taught prior. Right? I literally started to save my money in places that I cannot touch it. I had to wait a week to get my money and I had to get a check. And then the check had to go into the bank to cash. <laughs> and then I would be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going through that process because this thing is not that important, right? And that is where I noticed, okay, Candice, accountability is an important factor in getting yourself to financial wellness because a lot of times we have the knowledge. The knowledge is accessible everywhere long as you want the knowledge. But most times people can't bring themselves to do what they learned or what they know. And this is where I always tell people a mentor, a coach, a accountability partner is very important because now you need to grow. And it's just like when we have children, I always like to bring it back to the children, our children. Mm -hmm. When we want them to do something, don't we have to teach them? So if you notice you cannot do something, you cannot keep yourself accountable in an area of your life. Why not get somebody who has already gone through that and understand those things that you're going through to help you walk through that stage? Right, right, right. Okay. So and and, and I know that one of the one of the ways that we're able to uh, keep ourselves accountable, which is something that uh we all should be doing but don't always do, is to simply keep track of our money. Like, where's, where's our money going? You know, because exactly. uh, I remember I, um, when I was learning as a, as a young man to be able to track, you know, track my money is like, okay, you have to track everything. You know what I mean? Like, where is all your money going? And then just to be able to look at it at the, at the end of the month and be like, you spend this, you spend how much on food? You know what I mean? And I think that that within itself is just crazy of how much we actually spend on food. And it's yeah. like, I don't even think I ate that much, you know, but when you think about like breakfast and a snack here, you know, a soda here, a bag of chips here. And by the end of the month, you would spend hundreds of dollars on food. It was like, it's it just amazing to me. So what, what are some of the things that you teach about, you know, just being able to, to track, you know, or the importance of tracking your spending and even some of the things around, you know, uh, uh, speaking of food, just what are some of the things why we spend or why we so freely spend a, around food sometimes? Because I think outside of our, you know, like our, our rents and our mortgage and maybe even our car note, I think the next most expensive thing <laughs> in our households is food. You know, and yeah, that's just, I mean, I don't know if that's How true. How does food make you feel? How does food make you feel? It makes you feel good. <laughs> it makes you feel good. It makes you feel comfortable. We mm. love to feel comfort. 
anything that brings us comfort, we attach ourselves to it. And that's most times is food. Mm. Right? And yeah. tracking your spending, other than create, when you're tracking your spending is way more important than your literal budget. Because tracking your spend is going to show you your habits. It's going to show you where your money is going. Because most times we don't know where our money is going. So we spend a 25 cents here. We spend a dollar here. We spend a $10 here. We like that small money. But remember, every dollar adds up, creates a greater amount. Right? right. So if you want to know, if you want to know what is your habit, tracking your spending is going to tell you that if you want to change your the way you manage money tracking your spending is going to tell you the areas that you need to buff up in because it may be buying coffee and when you check up at the end of the month you spend three hundred dollars in coffee right, right. and that three hundred dollars could have gone where what is the priority right now maybe to become debt free so if that is the priority then coffee is a no. Or maybe coffee might be once for the week. Right? right? So when you track your spending, you are on a journey to financial wellness because every month you're going to be able to tweak and shift and mend the different areas of where what is showing up. Because even like last month, I when I was tracking my spending, everything, most of it was yellow. And I was like, damn, Candice, you spend too much money eating out. <laughs> and it was not healthy eating out. And one of my things is to be healthy emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So therefore, if I eat, if my tracker is in yellow, and I watch the description in my tracker, and I realize it's fast food, then I know I am not meeting one of my goals. So what am I going to do about that? So you have an opportunity to decide what you're going to do about that. I hired a dietitian. Mm -hmm. So the dietitian now is going to help me with my relationship with food and structure a program for me to get my body healed and healthy in the way that it's supposed to be, right? And even in working with the dietitian, I was telling her, I said, food in my house, because I'm a family of five, by Thursday, it is gone. Like, literally gone. Right, so now she's giving me portions, and I'm like, these portions, this portion's not going to look like it's going to fill me. I'm not eating a whole plate of food, and I'm telling her, the food is lasting in the house longer because now you're eating just enough for your body type, not to feel full. Because you know, normally we like to, when our tummy is full, then we know we're full. If the tummy not feeling full, we're still hungry. We're going to eat some more, right? right. So it's a way in saving on your food expenses so now you're going to spend less in food right and i also like to, to tell my clients i give them a budget literally they want to know how they're going to make it with the budget that i'm going to give them and i said come home a change and it's like how could we come home a change i'm like a dollar two dollars five dollars ten dollars i said come home a change i said you program in your mind now to go in the grocery and only pick up what you need mm -hmm. So it's, it's just, everything is just a mindset. And you have to change your mindset in order to accomplish the goal. 
right? If you want yeah. to be financially free, you have to become and embody that financial freedom to become that. I like that. I like that. So to become financial to become financially free, you have to become financially free as even as a mindset, as a person. So it's, it's not just a financial thing, but it's a whole lifestyle change. It's a me thing, yes. Yes, yes. I like that. I like that. So Candace, um, when we're when we are once we get on this journey and once we begin this journey uh to you know financial freedom, what are just give us like a couple steps or ways that we can begin to change or things that we can change to begin to start taking back control of our, our finances. Tracking your spending, big, mm -hmm. big one, number one, right? I tell people at least three months track your spending. Or if you're normally someone who uses credit cards and debit cards, that's a perfect because everything is right there one time. You go through them and you start highlighting whatever you're spending, give it a color. So it may food may be yellow. Um personal may be green. So that may be your um your personal items that you buy for yourself. So start highlighting them and start adding up what is the amount that you spent in each category every month. So now you would know where your money is going, where you're spending most of your money. Now you have an opportunity to do better and make better decisions, right? Two, mm -hmm. so if you're somebody in debt, do not take any more debt. Do not get yourself in any more debt. Do not accumulate any more debt. What you don't have, stay without. Do not put yourself in that situation because it, it's just a never-ending cycle, right? Be consistent with paying your whatever is your debt, your utilities. Be consistent. It doesn't mean you have to pay all, but make sure get in the habit of paying something every month towards whatever you accumulated. Because remember, now you're retraining yourself. Right. Now you're not giving yourself any excuses. You have to show up for these things because you no longer want them attached to you or tied to you. You, don't, you no longer want that weight holding you back. Because what it does is, like it has a scripture that says, the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm -hmm. So Somebody else is dictating where your money is going and where, what, what you can invest in yourself, you now have to give it to somebody mm -hmm. else. And you want to get away from that burden as quick as possible. So tracking your spending, do not accumulate any more debt, right? And pay yourself. People, you want, you want to become financially well, all your money is going out and you're not get, you're not keeping any. You will not. It will not happen. It's impossible. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself before you pay, before you pay your debt. Pay yourself before you pay your bills. Pay yourself because you want to have some type of cushion. You want to have some type of saving. Even if it's a little amount, I always say 10%. But if you can't make 10%, do something. Mm -hmm. It's a habit that it's habits that you're developing over a period of time. And as you go along working through those habits, you will realize you would see uh, a difference. I remember a client telling me, she called me, she's like, I have this and this is an emergency. Can I use the money? And I was like, Yes, go ahead, use the money. 
when she went to the, the envelope and checked the money, she said her and her husband was dumbfounded by the amount that they were able to save in a month's time. Hmm. And she was able to pay whatever she had to pay and still had money saved. It's about consistency. Right, right. I, I, I love your, I love your, um, just the, the way that you're even explaining your program. I'm like, it, it's, it's spot on. It's spot on. Um, so also, I know that you have your program, but you also have a book. Am I not mistaken, or am I correct? It's right here. I just finished it. I believe that a budget is not about money. I keep saying that. So mm -hmm. therefore, we must have a budget. A budget is basically a road map. So we have to have a road map for our life. For every area of our life, whether it's physical, our health, finance, our business. Just have a, a roadmap for it. And how I how I create those roadmaps for those areas of my life is by journaling. Hmm. What are my goals? What are my visions? Right? What do I want for myself? What is God asking me to be, become, do? Right? And I love it to always be based on the word of God. Right? And He's always, always speaking to us. He's always talking to us. He's always asking us to be something because we want to be asking for financial wellness. We're asking for a better marriage. We're asking for our children to be taken care of. We are the entryway for that, right? Mm -hmm. We are the examples. We have to become, we have to do like I was telling somebody the other day. We are telling our husbands that, I need this and I need that. I am unhappy in this marriage and I need you to do this and I need you to do this and the other. And we kind of start to become nagging and bickering. And, and you know, you all men do not like the nagging and the bickering. <laughs> right? And I said, why not if we do that for ourselves and we do that for them? So the things that we are asking them to do for us, why not do it for them and do it for ourselves? Instead of opening our mouths, why don't we do, right? Mm -hmm. And journaling is how you, you reprogram that mind to become and do. So every time you journal and every time you go in the word of God, you're supposed to walk away with a do. Right. Because remember, you're living and you're making mistakes and you're wanting things and you have goals and you have visions and you have dreams. So if you don't know what to do, then how are you going to accomplish? Right, right. Yes, 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 yes. Miss Candice, I'm I'm so glad that you're on today. I'm, I'm so glad that you took out the time to uh, talk to us about this because, man, I don't I don't know if if your program is worldwide yet, but uh, you definitely should work on it. Because I'm just listening to you, and I'm like, uh, we need that over here, right? Tell Trinidad they they have to uh, they're gonna have to you know send you over or, or lease you out or something. Because I'm I'm loving what I'm hearing, I'm loving what you're doing, and I know that you're making an impact, you know, especially in the in the lives of women, um, because a woman really is like the foundation of the family. And although we think about, you know, the man being the head, but even the head needs a neck, 
even the head needs a body, even the head needs support. And that's where the woman comes in at. And so when you strengthen the woman, you strengthen not only the woman herself, but the family and also the man at the same time. And so yep. I'm loving what you're doing. I'm so happy to have you on today. I want you to leave us with, with something. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a couple minutes to think about it, but I want you to leave us with some, some words of wisdom or inspiration, however you want to, to phrase it. Um, I want you to leave our, our listeners with something that you know, if they don't take anything else from, from our conversation, something that they can hold on to that uh, will help them in the end. So I'll give you a couple of minutes to think about that. Uh, you guys, uh, to my listeners, thank you guys again for, for tuning in. I know that I told you guys I was going to tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast. And that is by being a super subscriber by entering our super subscriber contest. What does that mean? So to become a super subscriber, to enter our super subscriber contest, you have to ascribe, subscribe, I'm sorry, subscribe to our YouTube page, subscribe to our Facebook page, and subscribe to our Spotify podcast, right? And then after you have subscribed to all three, text the word WIN to 866-326-326. 0730. That's 866 326 0730 to qualify to win $100 from our super subscriber contest. And this contest is ongoing and is random. So at any time or any day, I can choose someone, you know, just randomly and you win $100. Just that simple. Don't cost you anything. You listen already, you tune in already. Might as well get paid for it, right? All right. So that's how you do it. So again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our Facebook page, and subscribe to our Spotify podcast. Then text the word WIN to 866-326-0730 uh, qualify to, for the, to win $100 from the, uh, from the podcast. Okay, cool. So, Miss Candace, again, let me say thank you so very much for being on. Thank you for uh, enlightening us with your um, your wisdom and for you know pouring into us and and to my listeners. I definitely appreciate it. So, I will let you have the last word. Definitely give us a word of advice to leave us with, and also your social media media handles. And let I, let my listeners know where they also can work with you and where they can get uh, your book. So the floor is yours. So self-awareness is the biggest thing to your growth and your maturity. If you do not know yourself, you cannot show up confidently for your goals, your visions, and your dreams. So know yourself. So that when anybody tells you anything that you know it's not you and it's not true, you can boldly show up for who you are and what you stand for. Because if you stand for everything, if you stand for everything, you will fall for everything. All right. All right. So uh, give us your social media handles and so the information where we can find you. media handle is the budget queen tt on instagram and on facebook 
So I'm a budget coach and I help women learn to budget their finances to get out of the paycheck to paycheck cycle and get on the journey to financial wellness. This is done through one-on-one -on -one coaching. And if you're interested, I can offer you a free 30-minute session. You can head over to my IG page. The link is in the bio as well. I also have a free seven-day journal with me challenge happening from the 8th to the 14th. I think this will come out after, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be amazing. And, um, yeah, so coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, let us get into your habits, your mindset, and just reprogram this so that you can show up more confidently for your finances. And where do they go to uh, order the book? The book, it's on my IG page as well. Link in bio so you can place your order there. All right. All right. So once again, uh, Miss Candace, thank you so very much for being on. Thank you for uh, gracing me, myself, and my listeners with your presence you. and, your, and your knowledge. Um, again, this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And so my mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, we will see you guys next week. Be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730. Three two six zero seven three zero. in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the deal to heal with E James podcast. Remember to listen, like subscribe and share. This episode has been brought to you by deal to heal teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealstoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.